I'm Ren Young. And I'm Katrina Vargas. And And this this is That Other F Word. Ugh. Okay, so here's another uh, pregnancy slash baby slash motherhood slash nonsense episode uh, for you. It's kind of part two. Not nonsense. Is it not nonsense? It feels like nonsense, and I'm in. I'm in it. I don't think it's nonsense. I'm wading through diapers up to my knees. Basically, is what's happening in my life right now. It's a lot of diapers. It's a lot of diapers. (laughs) (laughs) It was more diapers before. So, because I had a C-section, at first Shane changed most of the diapers, and I found out was going through three diapers every diaper change because he couldn't control the PP spray. So that was getting expensive. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and multiple wipes even just for PP diapers. Was he just using one as like a baseball mitt to catch it? Because it <laughs> I just, that might have been more effective. All of these things, I think, and I and I'm, you know, we're always sitting here saying these gender roles need to switch and men need to be able to take care of their children. And then I hear things like that, and I'm like, and that's why we take care of them. <laughs> because we're not idiots. I, I will say, I will say, we'll get into this. Shane has been so excellent as a partner. Um, but also like it's a weird thing because also like shouldn't he run? Like uh, shouldn't yeah. they all I be? mean I think so. Like but it, and, and right like, and so we're like, oh let's celebrate this great man for being involved in his own child's rearing. Yes. Not a reward. It's, right. You don't get an award for doing what you're supposed to do. Right. It's a big thing in our house. Yeah. We just don't have to have kids. But it's like, oh you did dishes? Do you want an award? Yeah. That's you ate, didn't you? Yeah. You used those dishes, didn't you? Right. You made this baby, half of this kid <laughs> wouldn't be here without you. I mean, I always like, say probably you know, change her, his or her diapers. I carried Heavenly Dragon in me for nine months, and Shane's response is that he carried him in him for much longer. Um, which <laughs> actually, there's a, there is a lifestyle. That's there's not a how lifetime. that works. That's not. He's yeah. he's, he's wrong. He needs mm-hmm. to learn science. Yeah. Oh, guys, thank you. I'm You're glad welcome. that's on recording, and I can just play that over and it over is. again. It's yeah. not how that works. They don't. <laughs> they don't live indefinitely. Like the the sperm you got when you first hit puberty isn't the same sperm you had at 31. Nope. Uh, I empty mine regularly. <laughs> okay, we're done with sperm. I don't sperm. even want to go on. I'm I done just with sperm. Like we're done with that. Revel talk. in his wrongness. <laughs> okay, so he's just wrong, and that's fine. And we're going to stop with the sperm. So we were. <laughs> We were always going to do the pregnancy retrospective that ended up being way less fun than I anticipated because I wasn't so angry. Um, <laughs> yeah, you were real jazzed about being angry. And yeah. <laughs> you're just back to normal, Rin. Right. Well, I'm, I'm actually even more tired. It's funny because I was thinking about how in all the old episodes you hear me say, oh, it makes me tired. Oh, it makes me tired. Yeah. Oh, oh Rin. No. <laughs> Oh, bugger off. Oh, oh past Rin. Sweet, sweet, sweet past Rin. unknowing Rin. <laughs> what you don't know yet. <laughs> oh, oh, well. Um, but actually, so, the, I mean, of course, we're, I'm right dead in the center. Or I don't even know if I'm in the center, but I'm in it. I'm in the fourth trimester, which mm-hmm. you may not have heard of before, and is actually a contradiction in terms because trimester implies three. Um, but the fourth trimester is the three months after someone has a baby. Okay. Uh, or as they sound, Shits Creek. How do, how does she say it? Baby, a baby, the baby, baby. The baby. <laughs> um, but I I don't know if you guys are are aware of this, but there was an ad um, that was going to be played during the Oscars, but it was denied. 
Have you, have you that, guys, did you all hear about this? Yes, heard about it, didn't watch it. Yeah. So it's an ad for this company called Frida. So Frida has really cool products um, around babies, but also now around moms, which is cool. pretty awesome. Um, so they're kind of like innovative-y kind of stuff. Um, like for babies, this is gross. People are horrified by this, but they have this little thing called the snot sucker, mm-hmm. which basically instead of using that little bulb, you have this like hose that you like, there's like a tip you put in the kid's nose. I, I did this last night. And you like, there's Suck it attached, out. but not, it's not so that you can, you are getting the stuff in your mouth. There's like two hoses together and you suck it out, base, suck mm-hmm. whatever is in the kid's nose out. And it's right. much more effective. Okay. You're siphoning snot out of your kid's <laughs> nose. What a mother won't do for her baby. Like yeah. we were in a gas shortage. Yes. <laughs> yes. Sounds healthy. Yeah. It sounds like with a, uh, COVID-19 yeah. is a bad idea, but <laughs> sucking snot is just not. But okay, what it's, I, it's reason number 7,222. I haven't become a mother. What I wouldn't do for my little fussy exactly. butt. I can't tell you. Oh, but, heavenly. Um, so <laughs> they're this company. So this episode is kind of inspired by that because it's it was basically just this woman going through like she's up in the middle of the night kind of going to the bathroom and you hear a baby crying in the background and it was deemed too offensive, right? Yeah. You don't see anything you wouldn't see in like a bathing suit ad basically, yeah. right? She's just sitting on a can peeing. Yeah. And so once again, like we talked about in that other episode, like there's all this like shaminess and, and we more even than with pregnancy don't talk about the stuff that goes on after someone has a baby. Right. Um, because, and I'm sure it's this way for some women, but I did not feel like I was floating down on a pink cloud. You didn't? I did not. I don't understand. Um, <laughs> it was it was rough. Um, and I, I'm feeling a lot better now, but... Um, well, I, you either were cut open or you labored for hours. Right. Because even short labors oh, are, usually, both. are usually hours. Yeah. Shout out to Cheyenne, <laughs> like my lovely cousin. My cousin, too. My cousin yeah. labored for 24 hours before they finally cesareaned her. Yeah. I mean... Cheyenne is my cousin who Katrina likes better than she likes me. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> At your bachelorette party, when they were playing songs and everybody was singing, I, I turned to her and I said, should we know these? And she said, she turned to me and goes, I don't know. I listen to Pearl Jam. And I was like, <laughs> you're my person. Yeah. Because that's what I was thinking. I'm like, unless they play like a rock song from the '90s, I don't. I'm out. They or could Pitbull. play a, a rap a rap song also from the '90s. You'll do or Pitbull, Mister Three Hundred Five. Mister Three Hundred Five went to my rival high school. Okay, we're di- digressing. We're back and we're excited. Okay, so I I think you know basically with that ad, like the the, the actions that they took said to me was. Um, we we're like, sh- like let's like shut the door on this time period. Let's not talk about what women actually go through and what families actually go through. Or I mean, well, it's like how we can't talk about periods, right? Right. Either. So yeah, it's kind of this. I feel like it's all in the same realm, and it makes certain people uncomfortable. But this is reality, and yeah. a good majority of people suffer through this. Yeah, and the ad was. I mean, what they're advertising is things that make that period easier easier for women. Mm-hmm. A, a Period that is physically kind of miserable for most people. Period of time, correct. Correct. Not a period of menstruation. Yeah, I just wanted to clarify that because Katrina literally just said, we can't talk about periods. <laughs> <laughs> no, we can. Here at the other, that other F word, we talk about everything. So right. here, once the ad was banned, here's, I wanted to read what Frida put out because they basically pushed it out on their social media. 
Um, the ad you're about to watch was rejected by ABC and the Oscars from airing during this year's award show. It's not violent, political, or sexual in nature. Our ad is not religious or lewd and does not portray guns or ammunition. Feminine hygiene and hemorrhoid relief are also banned subjects. It's just a new mom home with her baby and her new body for the first time, yet it was rejected. And we wonder why new moms feel unprepared. So spray it for it and share this video with every new mom. She deserves to be prepared. Um, and and you really still can't prepare. Nothing prepares you for this. Nope. There's millions of books. There's all this stuff. And until you've done it, there's no, I think there's no preparation. Because I think you were pretty, as prepared as a human can be. You read all the things. I read all the things. And you I did knew, all the things. I've had enough people in my life who have had babies that I knew it was going to be really hard. But, but did you know until you knew? I knew what I, I knew what I didn't know. Correct. You know what I mean? I I went into it knowing like I'm not prepared for this. Yeah. Like and, because I knew I couldn't be. Right. And you were as best prepared as you could have been, and yep. you still weren't. You still weren't prepared. Exactly. Because there's just really truly no preparation. There so, isn't. Yeah. Um. And so, but this at least gives somebody a chance. It does. You know. Well, it's once again, once we start talking about these things in a more normal way, um. And stop either glorifying or shoving this topic into a closet. Like things might just be a little easier and nicer and more regular, right? And low key. So um, first, I want to define the first fourth trimester. We're talking about like postpartum period. So it begins immediately after the birth of a child, uh, as the mother's body, including hormone levels and uterus size, return to a non-pregnant state. Uh, the terms. Purium or period. You can, you can, <laughs> There's weird You can look stuff. at this quote on Wikipedia to see what those look like. Uh, or immediate postpartum period are commonly used to refer to the first six weeks following childbirth. Of course, a trimester would be three months. Also, by the way, you did the first word of that, which was harder. Purium? Yeah, better than the second <laughs> one. Go ahead. The World Health Organization describes the postnatal period as the most critical and yet the most neglected phase in the lives of mothers and babies. Most maternal and newborn deaths occur during the postnatal period. Um, so, you know. Sure. Cool. Off well, to a good start. We had a, so I had a friend and it's been years now, but she gave, when she gave birth to her second child, her other child was, I think three and um, she, her three-year-old found her dead in the bed. Um two days after birth and so this nobody talks about it and it's a it's a problem we're so focused on yeah you know baby and forgetting mom's health and right care well and i had and my blood pressure still elevated but i had some like hypertensiony gestational hypertensiony stuff going on mm-hmm. i never had high blood pressure before i got pregnant and then it was not at an alarming level but it was high enough that that's why they actually induced me at 38 weeks um and that often becomes a it's a problem during pregnancy, but often it becomes a problem After, afterwards. Right. And nobody nobody talks about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you're just supposed to be. Aren't you just back to normal right after a baby? Yeah. Aren't, didn't you just spring back into being twenty again and no problems or you cares walk in the out world and, and you look the same and feel you feel a million great. bucks and yeah. and that may be the case in some. I mean, I'm but, sure everybody has a different experience, right. but and it's wanna, really not the majority. Yes, and I want to acknowledge that you know. There are people who will have had a worse experience than what I went through and people who have had an easier experience or a happier experience, and all of that is okay, but um, it's like that's part of the deal is acknowledging that there's more than one experience and and that's okay, and whatever other people's experiences doesn't reflect upon yours. Right. Um, Okay, so once again, life pregnancy, I found this 
time period and finding this time period to be this like period of like great contradiction, right? So I'm not pregnant anymore, so I can do some things that I could I can drink now. Right. Um, but all of a sudden, like I can't drive, I can't exercise. Yeah, so I'm kind of like trapped at home, right? Right. right. Um, and, and so dependent on Shane, mm-hmm. especially those first couple of weeks, which is difficult considering we had another life that was completely dependent on both of us, right? right. How much fun for Shane. Luckily, <laughs> luckily for me, I had a partner who was actually extremely helpful. And present. And, and you know, kind of in our house, it's not about gender stuff, yeah, like, right? You get done what needs to be done right. by whomever. But it's this, like, happy time, like, you know, even still now this is true, but especially in those first couple of weeks, like, Shane would walk in on me and I'd be crying just, like, looking at the baby because mm-hmm. I loved him so much. But, you know, there was also one time in the hospital, I think I scared the crap out of Shane, but the baby started crying and I was, you know, I'm in bed. I can't move. I've just had major surgery. There's nothing I can do. I can't figure out why the kid's crying. And so I just start crying. And, like, you know, that's a little, <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. it's a lot. Um, and Plus you know, you've got physical hormone and you've got physical stuff that's going on you've got hormonal stuff that's gone on so much. it's a lot yeah it's and then your expectation to just be you know super mom super mom and happy and, and purely happy and fine right and and yes and also i will say like once again I, I i feel weird talking about this in a way because there's so many women who like even even I think about like Rin of 2015, right? Mm-hmm. Like I have my dream right now waiting for me at home, but also that doesn't mean that it isn't hard and stressful. And sure. and you're not um, grateful. It doesn't mean any of those I'm, things. I'm wildly grateful, but it doesn't mean it's not hard. Doesn't mean and, you're not still tired. It doesn't mean right. you're not still all of those things. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so um, I will tell you like I had a. Be- Dillion doctor's appointments before he was born, and that was to check on both of us. I've had two afterwards. Right. A lot of people only have one. Mm-hmm. Um, and they didn't even, I feel like there was a lot of things they didn't talk to me about. Uh, they didn't even, I got screened in the hospital for postpartum depression, which we'll talk about in a second, but um, they didn't, I, I brought it up at my last doctor's appointment. Nobody brought it up to me. Yeah, and... I'm sure in your chart it shows that you lost your father during your pregnancy. I lost my father. So, I mean, that's not nothing. Right. And that's a lot. I mean, and not acknowledging that. I mean, everybody has postpartum. Some people handle it better than others. Some, it lasts longer than others. I mean, but when you've had a significant situation in your life that's absolutely life-changing, it has to be addressed. Right. You know, it's been many years now, but Andrea Yates drowns five children in a bathtub because she has postpartum depression. Right. At least one of that's one of the reasons I do believe she did. Um, whether you believe it or not, and yeah. I guess that's a whole other thing. Yeah. I think some people probably are in disbelief this is a thing. Right. Like much like everything else people disbelieve. Right. Well, I'll tell you, like, so I didn't have any thoughts like that, but so there's postpartum depression, there's also uh, what they call baby blues, which doesn't that sound like adorable and like a ribbon and like whimsical? No, no, it's horrible and scary. <laughs> it like I mean, it is the reason that when <laughs> Heavenly was crying in my arms in the hospital, I like lost it. Um, as hard as like some of the internal self talk I had before he was born was, I will tell you that during the first two weeks, which is about the length of time baby blues last. 
I don't think I've ever been harder on myself and like mm-hmm. um, thoughts all the time about like what what a bad mom I was. And uh, I mean, yet we sit in physical court stuff. every month. <laughs> I know. Okay. Um, but and you know, like fi- like tearing myself down physically, everything felt like dark and amped and also like especially at nighttime i would find like as night would hit like mm-hmm. things felt it's a little quiet worse. And, yeah. yeah it's always and, worse it's like you know when you're sick and you always feel worse at night it's the same <laughs> general idea probably well my anxiety about what could happen to him or what i might accidentally do to him or or what might happen in the middle of the night while i was asleep like should i sleep i mean i still go like you know, sometimes I still have to go, like, look and, like, make sure he's breathing. Like, try to, without waking him up, like, put my little finger under his little tiny baby nose and make sure. This well, as, an, <laughs> as a nanny, I used to do that because yeah. um, it was terrifying. Well, I mean, well, I guess let's you, – you mentioned it, so let me bring that up. One of the significant things that you mentioned to me, and I, if, if you don't want this shared, we'll, we'll edit it out. <laughs> but before he was even born, you, you, were go, you were catastrophizing a lot. Oh, yes. And you were going down rabbit holes that, you know, continue on after the baby's born. And, and you know, we talked about SIDS. Yeah. And Hor- still horrifying to me. Maybe I'm a little less irrational about it than I have been. And but I mean, like, you, were, you were almost irrationally terrified yes. of this and the baby's not even born yet. I don't think it's irrational. I think it's something that happens, but you, this is a thing now beyond. So now you've gone through all this physical thing and now you've got to be somewhat worried. You've, you could, there could be a thing that happens, right? right? And then, and then you kind of ease up because you're like, okay, I see that he's fine. I see that he really does do okay when he's sleeping. I know he breathes every night because I go check his little nose and you know what I mean? But like, so now you're physically, you're hormonal, you're hormonally all screwed up, and now, and you've got actual legitimate health concerns for both yeah. of you. Yeah, you're not without reasons not to nothing. be worried. And right. then let's let's take some hormones and like really so just mesh it up, a crank little. it up to eleven. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'll say so. Like the main prep you get for how you're supposed, like for what you need afterwards, is uh, like I had to watch a bunch of videos in the hospital actually about SIDS, like a lot of them, um, and also breastfeeding. I think they, I think, let me just say, all these people who deal with this as professionals, it's like all of us, whenever we're in our field, we minimize the other people's worry because yeah. we see it all the time. And statistically, and I'm a super logical and statistic type person, and I'm like, look, statistically, you're fine. Yeah. We're, and we're I've, doing all the things. I've delivered 10,000 babies and all of them are fine. I, you, you don't have that experience or knowledge. Right. So it's minimized by the professionals because they statistically and logically know it's probably it's going to be fine. Yeah, probably it's not good enough when you baked a person in you for it's not you know and and you know it's not but but that's I think what yeah. happens too. They forget that this is your first or even fifth time. It, it, yeah. It's their ten thousandth. Well, and <laughs> so what it feels like is someone like took a piece of one of my like my freaking heart. And is like now, like it is outside of my body and like uh, exposed to the elements, yeah, <laughs> right? Sure, sure. Uh, that's what it feels like to have a new baby, um, and in in like eight different ways, it's it's a lot. But so you get all this prep for safe sleep stuff, and you get prep for breastfeeding. Once again, that's not really about the mom's care. No, nobody cares about the mom. 
And I remember, like, we got like a things, a list of things I couldn't do, and and problem things to look out for. But also, like, even with the list of things we didn't do, like, so they told me not to walk upstairs. They didn't tell me how long not to walk upstairs. Right. So then, like, I'm googling it and like <laughs> guessing how I feel. <laughs> just just take the average. <laughs> yeah. And then I've got my poor husband who, like, you know, like I keep having to ask to go upstairs for things. Well. At some point, he's like, so he's when can his, you go upstairs again? He's getting his steps in. Get over it. <laughs> he's no, fine. Okay. But I mean, there was a lot on Shane, to be fair. And Have you looked for anything on like Reddit or 4chan? I'm, I feel like those would be really good resources. <laughs> I, I, don't, I think we're going to kick in the head right now. <laughs> I will actually tell you. Well, so poor Shane. Like, I will, so a lot of couples, I think, have a lot of strain on them during this period. And I will say he and I have done pretty well. But one of our most tense moments was in those first couple of weeks because I would Google everything. Um, and, you know, I'm looking on, like, different like places like Reddit and stuff for information. And we almost had a fight because he was telling me, like, I need you to put the phone down and stop researching stuff. Yeah. Because it was he's, pretty much he's constant. Not, he's not wrong. He wasn't wrong. He's not wrong. But it was, like, in a situation where I felt no control. Sure. It, it felt you like were seeking me, yes. answer, answer somewhere, anywhere. So. Yeah. Yeah. WebMD is a really good resource, too. <laughs> Just throw it that. <laughs> um, you, should ask, you should ask. You should do a Facebook poll. Yeah. <laughs> would be my preference. Um, but so, ba- yeah, so Baby Blues is the worst. The prep you receive is the worst. I don't believe I have postpartum depression, although I'm like trying to be very vigilant about making sure. Mm-hmm. And you and I had talks about that even before a dude came along. Yep. Um, but yeah, but getting into breastfeeding, like so, I will, I will say as the per, as the people around the families who have just had children, if you do care about those people, it is your job to have hard conversations if you have to. Yeah, I think that's your job as a friend anyway. Um, we have them in this room often with each other, and I don't think you're doing anybody a service by biting your tongue. And I think, you know, you and I had that conversation. I'm not... Yeah. I care more. I don't care if I piss you off. I care more about you. And if I have to tell you something hard and we're not friends for a minute until you realize I'm right, then fine. I'm I'm more concerned. So, you know, if you're seeing somebody showing signs of possible depression or postpartum, or you know they've gone through something hard. You know what? Maybe do bring that up so they know. You're doing they, them a favor. You're well, it just might not have occurred to them. Yeah. They've got other stuff on their mind. And so, and nobody thinks it's going to get them, right? They're, they're probably trapped under the weight of it. Right. And, and so need someone to help just say, hey, off. this is a thing. Yeah. And it could very well be a big thing if, if it, it's allowed to get there. So anyway. Yeah. Um, I think we should just do a whole ep- separate episode on breastfeeding because that's its own thing. Yeah, but it's very it is and very hard. Yes, I could and I could uh, go for like days on it. Um, you know, bodily autonomy is like a thing that doesn't really happen anymore. Yeah. Um, because like whether you're breastfeeding or not, even just to calm the kid down, like my body is his, right? Because he's yeah. got to get calmed down, and yeah. Um, my pheromones and body do it better than anything else. So yeah. my body is just kind of a tool yeah. at that point. Um, I will say, like, I have been surprised by even some of my own internalized, like, expectations about gender roles. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I said, we don't really have, like, genderized activities in our house. Like, yeah, 
Right. Every, now Shane's now that doesn't mean that there's not some biological like Shane isn't as good at changing diapers. Sure, but he washes clothes. And there's some stuff. There's actually <laughs> I mean, he's there's some he's actually better at burping a little man than I am. Um because I think he's like he's a lot more forceful. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um not gonna break him. But I will tell you that there have been times where he's been better at something than me, and I have felt even within myself, like, well, you're supposed to be better at this than him. You're the mom. Nope. And like guilt and and weirdness and I don't know. And that's it's an just, ingrained female thing for centuries. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sorry, Mitch, but I mean, it's just a real mental clusterfuck. Like, it's just, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. just not. <laughs> you're just going to have to. I don't know why you're apologizing. Because you're going to have to edit out the F word. Oh. <laughs> yeah. The F word, not, not that other F word. Yeah, not right. the other one, the original. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. We yeah. we maintain that feminism was the first one. And I okay. and and while and while like I want to celebrate Shane for how awesome he's been. You're not going to. Is that where you're headed <laughs> no. with that? <laughs> no, no. I do. I feel so grateful because I think about like how many. I don't know. I don't know how women who don't have great partners in any way like that could mean your mom or whoever is is in the journey with you. If you ha- are lucky enough to have someone, I don't know how the hell anybody does it without a good partner. I don't know how all the women whose have husbands have or partners have the expectations of just sitting on their tukas. I don't know how they get through well, it. Well, the reason I was in the delivery room for my friend's second child is because her husband left her. Yeah, before he was before she was born, so she had two children under two by herself. That's insanity. I don't know. I have and no she was idea. a full time practicing attorney. I have no idea how I'm gonna get through that, but. It's also to me kind of, and I like I said, I want to praise Shane and celebrate him for that. But also, it's his kid too, and his partner just went through major sure. surgery. Yeah, like what? It, what else is the expectation? Right, right. Then to step up, <laughs> right? Well, ideally, yes. Yeah, but that's if we're equal. But but the truth is that Shane's probably one of the like. Well, let me say this. So I was, was going to kind of wait until we talked about some marginalized type stuff and whatever. But, you know, as much as I think dads, and we, here we're all about equality here in the sexes. Yeah, it's, we minimize what the dads do when they're doing them. And yeah, they didn't do a whole hell of a lot when it comes to the actual pregnancy. You know, yes, they didn't gestate the child but you know some of them were good partners through the pregnancy and they were supportive and they did things and helped and a lot of people in this postpartum phase and during pregnancy and all of that forget that the dads exist right and they're not nobody and they're they're people um not i'm not patting myself on the back but i come over after heavenly dragon is born and i bring something for everybody, including, including Francis, the, correct, <laughs> our puppy. Because you're now all in this together. You're That's all right. a family. That's and right. You all matter. You're all important. And I think if we're like, oh, well, only women, and we do all the hard work. Well, yeah, you know, we don't need to tell anybody that. We we know we do. Yeah. Okay. Not the general. We obviously, I'm never going to be part of that we category, but. We can't minimize them too, especially when they're a man like Shane who's present, who is pulling his weight. And, you know, no, he's never going to be the guy who gestated the baby, but he's not nothing. And he also didn't choose not to do it. That's right. It's in his, he is important and he should be. Yeah. And by the way, and, and let's not forget them. Let's not forget these dads that are 
really involved in really good dads. Yeah. And he's, by the way, not asking for a, a sticker or anything. No, um, he's just doing it. He's just doing it's, it. He's not getting an award for what he's supposed to be doing. But let's let's not forget that there's a lot that don't. Meanwhile, he's getting shit at work from people mm-hmm. who... Oh, well. Because because he helps feed Heavenly in the middle of the night. Well, they can take their shit up their own ass. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Whatever. But, I mean, that's a thing. That is a... That's... Well, we all shame each I mean, we're ridiculous anyway. Okay, so I just had to throw that out there no, because I did. think... And and also, like, you know, usually, actually, if, if like, say you guys were going to have another baby, you know, Heavenly would probably get more presents than a new baby. <laughs> you know, because he knew, he would know better. Well, I don't see that in his future, but... But just in case, <laughs> I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> um, I also want to say, I think there's, like, this expectation of, like, this immediate magical bond with the baby. Um, <laughs> and I, I mean, I loved him immediately out of the gate. Um, I I don't know how to say this without sounding terrible and shamey and and weird, but like just say it. Babies are strangers when they yeah. when you meet them. Yes, he was inside me for nine months, but I also like had never seen his face before, right? right? And so I I immediately like loved him, but I also was immediately I wasn't like I got this. I know yeah, you're this like guy. oh my god, this is I got real. This all wrapped up. We know each other's like it's taken some time, like. We've had time to get to know each other yeah. and like fall in love with each other. And mm-hmm. that's, I a think weird, the ex- that's a weird phrase. No, but I think the expectation <laughs> is that. And yes. it's probably just not as re- you know, reality based as everybody right. would like it to be. Yeah. It's, and there's also all this other stuff going on at the same time. And I don't know. Um, <laughs> oh, also, uh, you bleed for a long time after you give birth, like for weeks. Uh, nobody fun. talks about that. That's really fun. Lokia is not a Marvel character. It's yeah, the stuff it, that comes out of you. <laughs> wonderful. Yeah. Um, Excited to be a part of this episode. I was going to say, hey, <laughs> hey, Mitch, how do you feel about this right now? Oh, I think we could go ahead and move on to the next uh, You want to talk point. more about Lokia? <laughs> no, we're good. I think you, <laughs> you wrap that up real well. You knock that out of the park. Let's uh, go on to the next bullet point. You, you do have to wear these pads that are basically the size of puppy pads, like in your underwear, so that's fine. <laughs> She's like, oh my god! Can I listen? You're a progressive man who has sisters. You're and fine. You're fine, and yeah, I, I mean, it doesn't. Yeah, I'm totally good I with bodily feel, fluids. I'm totally comfortable with them, regardless of who they're coming out of. Like, why, why does that make any difference? So even if a dude was like leaking out of his ass, I would have a problem with that. Come on. I mean, it's worth mentioning that when the placenta like leaves the body, that was kind of like my period rant on how periods are disgusting. I don't really care, and if you get your period blood on me, you're gonna die. That was the Mitch Mitch equivalent right there. I mean, it's worth mentioning that the placenta comes out and it. Basically Basically, like leaves a wound inside you. Oh yeah, that's fun times. Um, anyway, I'm, I'm even a little grossed out right now. I had a C-section. Everything hurt all the time. It was terrible. Like I could barely sit up without crying. Um, and and my C-section went really well. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and also, you know, you're still like bombarded with lots of contradictory and uh, spirited <sighs> advice. And it's everybody just keep time. your opinions to yourself unless that somebody asks, please. Well, yeah, or somebody brings up Lokia and you have to tell them to shut the hell up. <laughs> <laughs> nobody told me I don't to think shut anybody's up. gonna actually bring it up. And that's 
the thing. We need to actually talk about it. Do we, like, in everyday casual conversation? Not necessarily I mean, I everyday I, casual I completely understand that maybe there needs to be more literature out there, but... That, no, like, that's the problem. There's too much literature about everything, and it's not telling people, hey, just FYI, you're going to bleed after pregnancy because stuff's leaving your body because it's no use for it anymore. Yeah, yeah. So let's make some stickers that we could put on the refrigerator <laughs> or some magnets for that. And then be like, we don't have to, to just make billboards and have TV shows about it or anything. But, you know. I think Tom Hiddleston should talk about it. I think it you're part of the problem key. also. Um. <laughs> All right. Well, let's, let's round this out with a really depressing note. Um, so one of the reasons I had major anxiety before Little Dude came into the world uh, was because I watched John Oliver... Yeah, and uh, he had an episode where he talked about maternal mortality. Yeah, um, so that's awesome. Um, oh, so- it, this is the best episode ever. I, this is so exciting. <laughs> I'm glad that you guys brought me in on this. You're welcome. We Thank you, you for being here. We love you. Um, mm. So maternal mortality, the maternal mortality rate in the U.S. is climbing. Um, according to ProPublica, the U.S. has the highest rate of maternal mortality in the developed world. Great. So I got to add that to my list of things to. Yes, but you know what you're not, and which what disgusts me most is, of course, this affects marginalized and women of color more than it does women who are like you. Um, We have a problem with healthcare in this country. I don't think anybody. I mean, I don't really care if people don't think there is, and and women of color. do suffer from this. We They die more of breast cancer. They Even though they have less incidence of it, um, they're dying more of pregnancy-related so issues. Yes. According to the Atlanta Black Star Centers, and they're according to the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, uh, they estimate about 700 women die giving birth every year. Um, black women are more likely than any other demographic to die while giving birth. Black mothers account for 37.1% of pregnancy-related deaths per 100,000 live births, while white women and Latinas make up 14.7 and 11.8, respectively. Possible factors include systemic racism, insufficiencies, uh, ac- insufficient access to prenatal care, and r- increased risk for certain health conditions. This issue spans across education and income levels. So this doesn't have anything to do with economic disparity or anything like that. It's basically the color of your skin. Mm-hmm. Um, a 2016 study from the Brookings Institution determined black women with a master's degree or hi- or higher are three to four times more likely to perish than white women with an eighth grade education. Mm-hmm. That's according to Good Morning America. That's a problem. Uh, so how John Oliver said it, which is what like crushed me, was we are basically disbelieving black women to death. Yes. So this is this what this looks like is right. A woman a woman with a master's degree probably has access to pretty good health care. I mean, let's just say that. Where a woman with an eighth grade education may not have quite as good. This is shocking and scary. And, you know, of course, you know, I don't even have to worry about the systemic racism stuff. But Shane and I had lots of conversations before we went to the hospital about what if I needed him to be an advocate for me. Right. You know? Um, Well, these are hard conversations you have to have. I, I, You know, Elisa, when... When um, her first child was born, the one I nannied first, um, you know, she told her husband they had this conversation. It was the first time I had ever heard this. I was, you know, I was eight, 18 years old when I met them, or 19. And she said, you know, when he was born, I had the conversation with Steve and said, if you have to choose between me and the baby, you choose the baby. And 
by the time two years later their second child comes along, she said to me, well, we had the same conversation. This time I said, you choose me. I'm already a mother. Yeah. My son already has a mother and needs his mother. And, you know, I don't know, thank God I'll never be in that position, but these are conversations that have to happen. They don't always happen. Right. I, ha- I told my sister-in-law that when she's going in, I said, you need to talk to my brother about what you expect. Right. Because you may say, no matter what, I don't care if I'm already a mom or not, you save the baby. Because you may never forgive him, you know, if he makes the wrong call. He saves you instead of your baby. I mean, that's, that's how I lean, by the way. Um, if I had ever had a child, it wouldn't have mattered. You well, saved my baby, but you know. And that's, I mean, but that's a conversation you have to have with your spouse or your healthcare surrogate. Well, and I, you know, I, I love my son, but I was scared going. Like, I still want to live. You know what I mean? Sure. Like that's that is scary. And I, I'm not saying I, I'm not even going to say what I would have chosen because there's a billion different scenarios and a billion different situations, and I'm not even going to go there because it's too much. But um, it shouldn't and that's fine. A, it shouldn't be a choice. It shouldn't have to be a choice. It sometimes, unfortunately, is. And it you shouldn't have to, be a choice as much as it is. And right, it and shouldn't have, have, have anything have the, to do with what your you race. look like. Yeah. And you should have the conversation ahead of time. I mean, that's it. As much as this, these things shouldn't happen, they do happen. And we have to have the hard conversations, just like now. Um, black women should not be dying more than white women for something that is not has nothing to do with race other than it does. Right. There's no medical reason for this to happen. Right. It's fine if it was a medical reason. I get there are, look, there are races that are susceptible to different diseases or afflictions. I don't think that's what this is. It's not. And And, that's the problem. And I mean, what this looks like is, you know, there, our friend Doobie sent us an article where this woman ended up dying, and basically when her husband tried to get the staff to do something about it, he was told that she wasn't a priority right now. Yeah. A dying woman is not a priority. So you're great. You know what? She wasn't, and now she's dead. Right. Congratulations. So her newborn child now doesn't have a mother because you're negligent. Yeah. Well, so we're good and heated now. Woo! <laughs> I just don't know how in the land of opulence this is happening. Yeah. How in 2020... We're still racist <laughs> because it is. It's it comes down to bigotry. There's no yeah. There's no excuse. There's so, no legitimate excuse. I don't understand this. it. I I can never. I will never understand it. I don't know how we could possibly value one life over another for something as stupid as as race. And well, but and, we do. And during this like very scary, unsure, high stakes time. Yep. You know. So what? I mean, right. What does the future bode? Because yeah. we're not getting better. Right. Because, you know, do you think when, when our ancestors were fighting the Civil War or the people who were here before us, if we're immigrants, like a lot of us are, is this, do you think that, I think when they were there, they were saying, okay, we're going to fight this thing, we're going to win this thing, we're going to be done. Do you think all this time later, they, they thought, oh, I'm, I'm so glad, I'm so glad I died so this could still be right. prevalent? In so many disgusting ways, including in our healthcare system. Right. It, we can't afford to have this continue. No. I mean, it's embarrassing. It's yeah. shameful. It is. And I, I just, I can't. I cannot. And so that, I mean, it's, it's, it's just, it's offensive. It is. And, you know, so. I mean, I'll say even, even as your basic white lady, it was, it was. Yeah, you don't. Horrifying. Of and, course not. As know. a woman who just gave birth, does it bring you any kind of joy to know a, a new mother dies? 
Well, God, no, of course Exactly. Not. No. And does it matter what if I told you what color they were? Of course not. Exactly. It'd be irrelevant, and it should be. Their health and their baby's health are the only things that matter. Yeah. Well, I just, what I'm, I guess my point is like, it would be nice, you know, even putting the even putting the race factor aside, the fact that the maternal mortality rate is climbing because that's not only people of color; it's it's it's, it's all kind of everybody. Correct. It just disproportionately affects them. But which I don't understand uh, that either. Right. I mean, but basically, anytime you go in for surgery or anything, of course in you hospital, take a there's risk. risk. That's right. But like, this is an increasing, growing problem. Like, and not one that somebody should be having to think about when they're going into the hospital any more than you would for any other surgery. Or no, or, or worried that after you've had your baby, something's going to happen to you. Yeah. You know? And nobody's paying is. attention anymore. Because you're not feeling well. And, you know, you don't always have an advocate by your side. And what what kind of not feeling well is normal and what kind of not feeling well isn't? And as women, well, and we're minimalized, not... We, you know, but, yeah. but our complaints are minimalized all the time. Exactly. And... A thousand different ways. So why would it be any different in this one? And and the response, and it's like, you know, I've, it's, I, I've said it to you, not minimalizing what you're going through, but I've said millions of women have given birth over the decades. It'll be fine. I'm not saying that to minimize. I'm saying that to give you perspective. When it's said in a minimalizing way, it's a problem. Yeah. I'm just saying you're not that special. I, I mean, there's... She both there's, is and isn't. There's comfort mm. in that. <laughs> <laughs> so on, I guess, Mitchell... Um, Mitch had to leave for a little bit of this. It's not his favorite thing. Um, no, no, I <laughs> love it. We basically had I to trap it. him into it. I could not wait for Lokia. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> That's your new nickname. And cool. so <laughs> we, we're, when you left, we were talking about marginalized women. Um, actually. Is that women who ride in the margins? Yes. That's exactly that. <laughs> they have share a high, they have a higher mortality rate than not women of color. Um, and so what you, know, you missed is we got real angry about it and you know racism is bad and yeah. um we're very upset. I'm against it. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I second that. All right. Well, but since Mitch is not wanting to talk about Loki anymore. Any other any manly insights or No, I think we covered it. Yeah. Would yeah. you would you if you Are had you jealous? Would you change Totes. diapers? Are you jealous of my sitch? Would I change diapers? Yes. Whose kid? Your own. Yeah. Okay. What about me? Would you change your wife's diapers or your partner's diapers? I meant, I meant would you change Heavenly Dragon's diapers? Probably, sure. I Aww. mean, I don't know. If I, I mean, if it needed to happen, your arms were for some reason chopped <laughs> off. Then, yeah, I guess I would step up. But what if she's just hurling her guts out and you need to change the damn baby? I mean, she's going to be done puking eventually. No, no. I've, I have learned that you can throw up much longer than you think you can. Well, you not when you're to, a mom. Yeah, well... <laughs> Oh Lord! And so you would would or would not change your partner's diapers? I don't know. I don't have one. If so. you did, this is going to a weird place. Well, I don't know. I I mean, it depends. Like what it day of the depend. week it is. What she depends. had. <laughs> <laughs> what oh she God. had to eat that week. All right, I mean, I'm done. I don't, I'm done. I'm I don't done. know. You're done. Okay. So on this very lovely note, I think we we need to pay attention to the feelings, of course, as always, of the people around us, especially our loved ones, especially when we know they've had some life-changing experiences, right? Yes. I'm I mean, happy to be ending this very blissful two-part series on uh, the joys of birth. And yeah. Lokia. Yeah. yeah. And our, our theme song, which is called Get Happy Now. Is it? Mm-hmm. It's by Poddington Bear. Sweet. I think the name... Mm, is that the name? 
I thought it was Pottington Bear. It doesn't matter. Just let him think he's right. Okay, it's fine. That's That's what we do all the time anyway. So find us at thatotherfword.com. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Instagram, it's thatotherfwordpod. Like us, subscribe, share us with a friend. I think that's about it. No, I think there's one more thing everybody should remember. Talk to your kids about Lokia. (laughs) (laughs) Nope, that's not the one. I think it is feminism Feminism isn't a bad bad word. And also practice safe sex. (laughs) Probably. Guys, it's a long... No, but but deal. It's a (laughs) lifelong STD. (laughs) 